Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Renee. This is Hope in Crisis, a podcast series about rights and democracy and how technology enables or disables it. We just finished our live podcast on the social dilemma. Last week, we had a screening with 50 people. And then um, after the screening, we um, had some discussions about technologies and laws. And we're really happy to have a legal professor specialized in technology with us today. Her name is Carol Lin, and she is right now teaching at National Jiao Tong University, a university in Taiwan that specializes in technology development. And also she is the chairperson of the Financial Obdustment Institution. We'll know more about this institution and what it does later in the show. So we're going to talk to Carol about, um, I guess, technology and feminism and law and equality and sort of how all these things are intersecting mm -hmm. and hopefully get to democracy. How much do you know about feminism? <laughs> well, my mom is a screaming feminist. Oh, okay. So I was raised by one. Oh, cool. So you are yeah. comfortable with feminist topics. Totally comfortable. Okay. <laughs> no problem. I like strong women. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carol Ling. I think inequality is the biggest crisis human beings have ever faced. I'm really excited to have Carol with us today. She has amazing life stories, so why don't we just let her introduce herself? Hi, everyone. My name is Carol Ling, and it's a great honor to be here with girls and a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for letting me uh, share my story first. Um, I was a lawyer um, from 1995 to 2000, mm -hmm. and I got a scholarship. So I decided to pursue advanced degree in the U.S. I went to Duke Law School, got wow. my LOM and PhD there. And when I graduated from Duke Law, I had many, many offers. Um, especially before I went to U.S., actually, I make a lot of money already. But I decided to went back to Taiwan and uh -huh. be a system professor at National Jiao Tong University uh, Institute of Technology Law. At is there, that time, is at, there any specific reason that you wanted to come back to Taiwan? Because the founding father of the Technology Law Institute, Professor Liu Shangzhi, really uh, touched me uh, and made me feel very moved for his idea about the legal education reform. And I think Taiwan is a country uh, without many natural source, human being and talent are our valuable resource. Mm. So education is the basis for Taiwan's future. Mm -hmm. So I decided to come back. And another reason I came back because I was sponsored by Taiwan's taxpayer. So oh. if I don't come <laughs> back, who else, right? So I decided to come back and move to Xinju. Um, I grew up in Taipei and I'm the um, president of Student Association of Taipei Girls High School. Wow! So when I first heard about Girls in Tech, uh -huh. it's really make me very exciting. Uh, many of my friends uh, in Taipei Girls High School now are uh, the pioneer and elite in a different field. So I think every every one of us were very happy to help them. 
Yay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so after that, I teach in uh, National Jiaotong University um, for fifteen years, and we become a formal law school. I think we're the only law school in Taiwan without providing LLB program. So we're more like a elite, small, professional, global law school. Huh. Okay. And um, now specified specified in technology not. law and financial law and business law and biotech law. Oh wow! That's yes, new. yes, it's very cutting edge. Yes, where when many traditional law schools sold like uh, soda or Coke, we sold iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we have different market. Yeah, actually, actually, last week in our live podcast,、uh, we had a debate about if laws are falling behind technologies. What do、mm-hmm. you think about that? I I believe、uh, the answer will be yes or no, because、uh, in some field.、Uh, The legal regulation is necessary. For example, like biotech, because it involves a very controversial and difficult issue about、uh, ethics. So、mm-hmm. law should cutting in when you want to copy human beings' genes, genes、mm-hmm. or do very um, like um, high risk、uh, experiment.、Mm-hmm. Um, but for like a、um, semiconductor or like a high tech. Analogy, I understand that some people might think law would be an obstacle to them because、uh-huh. it will create some barrier、uh, for them and, and to innovate. Yes, but、um, but sometimes it's necessary. So I think it's like a tension, and we need to find balance. So、um, this what I did for the past sixteen、uh, years: educate my student. But、uh, my new job、uh, since last years. September would be the chairperson in the financial obesman institution,、oh. which、uh, try to help the financial、uh, consumer to、uh, find a、uh, resolution for their financial dispute. Oh,、cool. so my full time job is still a professor in、mm. law school.、Mm-hmm. Cool.、Um, I had another question also about your background, your education.、Mm-hmm. What was your thesis? Like, what were you studying? The PhD. Okay,、um, my PhD focus on the unequal power. So that's unequal I, power. Unequal power between between、um, gender、oh. and other different group. So it's um uh and the 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 core issue of the、uh, thesis is about the rape, the sex behavior. Um, so I will analyze the patriarchy culture and how it caused in rape trial. So、um, I actually read many many rape case in U.S. and Taiwan and compare the reform.、Um, is the reform making any differences、uh, in rape law and change the rape culture in the courtroom? Wow! Yeah, that's a tough topic. Yeah, it's really tough.、Uh, many of my friend was so curious why I choose the topic, and they say after reading so many cases, are you still having the confidence on human being because? <laughs> Many cases are really, really sad and brutal,、um, but it's the the duty of our criminal law professor that we have to face the evil and we can cherish how good we are. Okay, so now I'm really curious. So,、yeah. you studied this、mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Yes. And then this person you knew was starting tech, a tech law center. Tech law center.、So、yes. Why did you jump from that to that? Yeah, because I understand that in the current、um, century, I believe the technology and finance is the two largest power dominated the world. 
So if I center on power structure, you have to understand the technology world and also the financial system, because many inequality begins with that. Yeah, and I of course the peculiar culture create inequality too, but it's just one source of them. Yeah, there's still many many other factors. Yeah, I like to think of tech as exponential power,、mm -hmm. whereas like like one asshole man could rape one woman, but one guy, let's call him Zuckerberg, right, can, <laughs> can take out like a democracy, right? So you have this exponential power delta with with tech that I don't maybe nuclear power has that exponential power, but there's not very many things in the real world that have exponential power. I will say that、um, power is very.、Um, Charming and、mm. attractive, but you should be very careful to misuse that. And for a legal person, I will try my best to regulate it and lead it in the good way. So I think, um, 能力越大，责任越大 That means that when you are more powerful, you take more responsibility. And I hope the business, a powerful person. Or powerful group can take this into account and think it every day.、Yeah. Is there something? So what what you just said in Chinese? Is there something like that that says something like absolute power corrupts absolutely? Yep. Do you have this kind of statement? 绝对的权力导致绝对的腐败 Yes.、Uh. Yes, we have the same. Do you believe that? I think so. If if it without any regulation and 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 watch,、um, how to say that gatekeeper? Yeah.、Mm -hmm. Can you name one person who has extreme power but has never been corrupted? <laughs> Jesus,、really、does that count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, I, I I do think the religious group need to be regulated. Yeah. So we actually, I'm the I'm the anti-corruption committee member well, in the central church government. Real problems. Yes. So、well, actually, churches are the most profitable organizations in、mm -hmm. the world. Ch <laughs> churches and mafia.、Huh. So. I have a question.、Um, I don't. I haven't formulated the question、um, yet. It's not very well structured. I'm like thinking out aloud right now. But I was thinking like you were, you talked about unequal powers,、mm -hmm. and then you jumped from rape、uh, cases to technology. And then Sean was talking about how, and both of you were talking about how technology and finances are really really important. And I was thinking that. Um, we were recruiting researchers and editors for Girls in Tech、mm -hmm. last month, and then I interviewed a mom, and then she said, "I don't buy it. I don't believe that girls should be really, really committed to tech." She said that I'm fine. I I don't have any tech background. I don't know anything about technology, but I am living my life okay.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she is a financial expert,、mm -hmm. and she doesn't. Know anything about code or algorithms, and then I was trying to tell her how important tech is for girls. And then、um, the way I put it, I describe it as a new language. Like when we were kids, we were told that you need to learn English、mm -hmm. so that you can communicate with more people. And then I told her that tech is right now a new language. You need to know tech to be able to communicate with more people. And then she said,、uh, "I don't." I, She was like, "Yeah, I can hire translators. So <laughs> I can I, I, I can hire engineers, or I can hire software programmers. If in any case I need tech to improve my life, so I'm wondering what you think about this. Why we need to involve more girls in tech? 
because we need tech every day when we use Facebook, post our articles, post our picture. Actually, we use it every moment. Yeah. So, do you think that the, um, it's a problem for consumers or users to use the product without knowing? What's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I think it's a big problem because we need to know that. Then we need, to, then we will understand how to protect ourselves. Especially as a law professor, there's a lot of privacy issue online,、mm-hmm. and when you use or we try to invent a new knowledge, there's many many barriers and ethical issues we have we have already faced, and we need to solve that. And we need good laws to balance different interests. So definitely, we need to know that. Renee, this is so deep. Like, I have a good friend. His name is Bunny. He's like a dear friend of mine, and、mm-hmm. he started a、I、business. I interpreted for Bunny. Really? At your event? Of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, did you ever ask Bunny why he started doing that? This love to code thing. Yeah, I think he talked about it. So, in America, only about ten percent of women know how to code. Oh. And so, in I, his I mind, I guess the percentage is lower here. I think it would be higher in Taiwan. Really, I think it's higher in the 10%? young. Ten percent. I think more higher than than ten percent because now in what age group? I feel like thirty or forty percent of the the know how to code. Yeah, I don't know how to. Code. I I don't know how to code either. <laughs> but I know what is that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's super interesting. We, <laughs> we should have this number because I'm really. I know、curious. HTML. Does that count? Sure. Oh, okay. Sure, I would count. Yeah,、that. because my focus, another 30, focus would be thirteen percent. Thirteen. According to what? <laughs> okay, thirteen percent. See if we can find what the U.S. is. So, Bunny felt that that in a democracy,、mm-hmm. literacy、yeah. is absolutely critical. That if you're not literate, you cannot participate in government. Right. And. That if you're not literate in, well, he thinks coding, but I think、mm-hmm. you would call it just tech.、Mm-hmm. But if you're not literate in code, then how can you possibly participate in your governance? And so to him, it became like this would be a constitutional problem. Like、mm-hmm. it would be a constitutional moment that we would create a society where it was unequal to the to the foundation. I agree with him, but I think it's so difficult to raise awareness. I mean, what? I, Hold on, you're you're right. Twenty percent in the U.S., thirteen percent in Taiwan. Wow! How is that possible? Yeah, how is it possible? I thought it's higher than twenty percent because my kids, my kids is twelve years old and at school they okay. First of all, there may be different definitions. Oh, okay. okay so, um, uh, the United States and Taiwan may have different definitions for what coding. Yeah,、uh. what what do you mean coding competition competency?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so. That may be the first reason why the numbers don't align, and then second of all,、um, we have different education systems, and then we have different cultures for education, and then I th- I still think that people here have this mindset that if you learn something, you have to be able to use it to make money in the future. So, yeah, some parents yeah yeah they don't they don't think knowledge is useful unless knowledge can be used for monetization. So that comes back to how many parents think that oh, technology is important or coding is important, but you don't need to know how to code. You can find a coder when you need someone to solve your problem. So that's what I、yeah. was told. Yeah, but, but that's very bad parents. <laughs> yeah, so that was that 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 that's、uh. what I was told by a very tech savvy friend who I wanted to recruit to write for us, and then、um, I. She said you don't need. 
to learn how to code because when you want to code, you just hire a coder. Yeah. Wow. But um, and you at least have to understand what's going on there. Yeah. Right. Right. So we're talking about no, using like, the code at different. Because whenever I want to read a book, I'm just going to have somebody read for me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, many so, of so, so. So I think another solve problems way would be like in legal field. Uh, we will recruit most students with the uh, technical background, uh -huh. so that they can merge into the traditional liberal art uh, and legal field, and will be diverse the the group. Right. It's so, a lot of liberal so art. for me, Sorry, I, yeah. I think your um, um, your story is perfect. Like, um, people just don't understand that when they don't know. Technology, or when they don't know how to code, they are illiterate. Yes. And then when I say that, people think, "Oh, that's too dramatic." Yeah. yeah so, okay. so I, I so can answer for, two of okay. your questions <laughs> yeah. because, because in Taiwan, our education system is different as the U.S. one. In United States, law and medicine, their postgraduate program. But in Taiwan, we provide LLB program in law school, so we call it law college, college of law. So people will ent enter law school when they're 18 years old. Yeah, after high school. After high school, directly. So in their world, there's no like a technology or like biotech things, everything. How come it was structured that way? Um, it's always like that. Until, until like my law school, we're a graduate school. So we recruit some uh, student without a legal background and teach them. We're more like a JD program in the U.S. Yeah. So my law school, we have the two different groups students. So One is from the LLB program. They have legal background. They, uh, their major is law in undergraduate school. But we have another group of students. They come from different, diverse background, literature, liberal and art, and also uh, technology or biotech. So are you saying that it's better for legal experts who have a different domain language? That's what okay. I think. Yeah. You need yeah. some some technical base is what you're saying. Yeah, right? that's how we train and then, translators and, then, and interpreters too. Yeah, and after oh. then get the, the, they, they measure uh, something different with law and then come to law school so they can diverse our group. That's true. So you imagine those people become judges and prosecutor or lawyer. They can do a lot of different things. We uh, compare with the traditional law school graduate because those graduate, they study law since 18 years old. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a little different with the U.S. Yeah. Uh, tradition. But we did, re and, and in Taiwan for the long time, we're professional judges. So judges, they're, they're, um, graduate from law school and then pass the judge's exam and receive the two-year training and become judge. But they've never been lawyers? No. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, it's a German system too. Many European systems, they train judges and prosecutors that way. Okay, so go back to equality. Okay. Like, can you talk a little bit about areas where you feel are just very unequal right now? I think in current uh, world, Gender, and and rich and poor, and um, especially after globalization, I think the unequal situation between um, in many many different aspects 
uh, such as gender, I understand that many people in Taiwan feel we're equal enough. Um, sometimes they even say that uh, men should be protected. Have you ever heard of that? Because um, I asked my student going to court to observe the court proceeding, and one male student come back and write a report saying that I went into the courtroom. Three judges are female. Prosecutor is female. Lawyer is female, and police, even the police in the court, is a、uh, female. And only two male in the courtroom is the defendant and me. So、um, he think,、uh, Professor, you always say gender is very unequal. Always the case. <laughs> yeah, and say, but I saw this powerful person in the courtroom are all female. How could you say that? And I say, okay, why this happen? I think there's some reason because in Taiwan we are used the exam to. To select the, ju-、uh, the judges and prosecutor,、yes. and female are very good at exam,、yeah. especially in law. Well, first of all, boys go to engineering schools. Yeah, they go to STEM courses,、mm-hmm. and then、um, you will find a lot of girls in law schools. Yeah, and then in and, and literature, like, like me, I rank at the top one student in National Taiwan University School of Law when I graduate. So I think、um, it's a very natural phenomenon that、uh, female pass the exam with a higher score and get a better position in in law field recently. But if you see the like chief leader in the court or you see the Supreme Court, they're still dominated by male judges. Yeah, yeah. So、um, I I appreciate his observation, but I think he should think deeply. Yeah, and. Actually, there are many women at basic levels, but few make to the top tier. For example,、uh, teachers. There are more、uh, female teachers than male teachers at、but、schools, they're, they're, including high schools,、yeah. middle schools, elementary school, or preschools.、Mm-hmm. But then, most of the presidents are men. And and you can see in the university. Um, I just、uh, gave a talk in female technology group, and we compare the 杰出校友 the outstanding alumni, and like in National Taiwan University for the past so many years, there's less than ten percent are female to win this award. Yeah, it's really still very. I nominate very, you.、Oh, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, so 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 there's still a lot of、um, unequal. And and even in the、uh, public facility, if you go to public place in Taiwan, especially you compare the ladies' room and gentlemen's room, have you ever seen there's always the line outside the ladies' room? Because for them, they think it's quality. The the quality is good enough because they use the same space, they use the same room to build the ladies' room and. And and gentlemen's room, but actually,、um, if you compare, we need to use the toilet the time. Actually, we are three times than the male, so the space should be three times bigger than males, right? But they never have take this into account, so we don't have the real gender awareness and the gender mainstreaming in our daily life. Yo, yo, and and I. It's so I, interesting. I, I never thought of that before. I, I, I can I can give a lot of example. For example, like my son when he was ten years old, and one day he come back from the school and give me his textbook, and the book is about the wedding, 
And the wedding described a groom uh, come to the bride's family, and the bride say goodbye to her parents, and her parents crying. And the textbook asks、um, every student, please think why the bride's parents cry. And my kids say because they're going to be separate, so they cry. And then my kids ask me, so why the groom didn't say goodbye to the parents? I say, good question. What do you think? And then he answer, oh, he is a ma bao. <laughs> ma bao means mommy's boy. Mommy's boy. <laughs> And even he got married, he didn't want to leave home. I say good answer. So remember, <laughs> once you grow up and you want to get married, please leave me. Please go outside. So marriage means you left your home. I left my home. We have our new home. Marriage didn't mean that I marry you, so I should marry into your family. But you can see, I, even I, I, I have one for, one more thing to say about toilets. Okay. Restrooms. Yeah. Okay. Toilet. Okay. <laughs> There are not enough diaper-changing tables in men's room. That's true. I'm angry with that. There, when you go to shopping malls, and then you can always find diaper-changing tables in ladies' room.、Mm-hmm. But then, why is it mom's job? Yeah, we can change diapers too. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Because women were always seen as the caretaker. So, yeah, but that's not fair. I mean, that's, that's not, not equal. So,、yeah. I suggest more diaper changing tables in men's room. You know that I'm now the chairperson in the financial、uh, consumer dispute resolution center, right? And last week, is that a dispute? No, it's because <laughs> we also have the duty to educate people about financial knowledge, and we have many, many、uh, like FB advertisement, and we have many、uh, teaching materials. I cannot stand it anymore because I saw the old material. If the、um, image is a、uh, like a professor or like a professional person, it's,、oh, it's always, always a like a male male picture. And if the people being fraud, or as the victim, or suffer from some damage, always female. And I say, would you please give me a break? Please go back and change all the picture. It's just reinforce the gender stereotype in our teaching material. Yeah, this is really deep in the culture. Yeah,、like、we don't even see it. Yes, but it is a daily life. You know that one day I saw the insurance companies, uh, uh, 海报这个那个叫 poster poster poster, and I called the financial institution. I say I, I can't stand the poster because there's a grandmother and grandfather, and there's a mother and father and two kids. In the picture, everybody is happy. Two kids, one play the football and the other played fengzhen. A tight, tight, and、um, the grandmother is eating a sandwich, and、oh. grandfather seeing the newspaper, and father is using her iPhone, ah,、uh, his iPhone. Whole picture, the only one providing labor service is mother.、Uh. <laughs> She is trying to make some fruit or something. <laughs> I just saw that if a kid see those picture every day. How come you can expect him to grow up and respect that women have the independent thought and 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 
they always read like a ridiculous, uh, yeah. like a there fairy was, tale. Yeah, there was a picture that went viral in my echo chamber uh, this summer. It was a picture of a kid drowning in a swimming pool and a mom using her phone uh, on a beach chair. So she uh, was focusing on her phone mm-hmm. and then she didn't pay attention to the drowning kid. And then everyone said that it's not mom's responsibility only what is yeah. the dad doing yeah. then so and then the second revision is that it became the dad using the phone <laughs> yeah that's probably what would happen it is the yeah. dad it's not gonna be the woman <laughs> so so why i say that inequality uh in gender issues still very serious is just uh transforming from the surface into the deep cultural part so we had a new law. We have many laws focused on gender equality, and now we allow the homosexual couple can have the marriage certificate. But um, many things need to be reformed. And and you know that um, two years ago, I falling down and twist my ankle, and my doctor saying that, Professor Lin, you think too fast and you walk too slow. Oh, that- and I think oh, it's very um. You're not synchronized, your mind yeah, and body. Yeah, yeah. And, and he say, but you are so smart. I don't think you could uh, think slower. So the only way and the only advice I can give you is price, please trying to make your muscles stronger. And I think it's just reflect the gender issue in Taiwan that we have many good things in law, but actually the law in book and the law in practice, there's a gap there. So we have to uh, make our muscles stronger. We need to educate and we need to just trying to aware, uh, make people have the gender awareness more. Otherwise, those law will become true and it's like the pie in the sky. There's nonsense there. You just said something that was fascinating to me. And I've realized that I've probably never had this thought in my head. And that is that there is this foundation of society, which is law. And then you have these social norms and there's a gap. And so even if the law says that, okay, we're equal, mm-hmm. that if the social norms don't reinforce equality or if they undermine equality, then we don't really have a, an equal society. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what you meant? I mean, can you speak to that a bit more? Yeah, that's right. Um, because social norm based on culture and history, and it's really, really tough and difficult to change at one day or very short time. So if you ask me what else we could do to change the social norm, and then we can narrow the gap between the law in book and law in reality, I will say that we can do two things. First is, as the legal professor, and I can do is I will change the law uh, as much as I could to eliminate the um, unequal status between gender and between race and between the powerful and powerless group, that's what I do. So we invite more people to do that, to do the legal reform and gender equality reform. But for every people, we could do that in our daily life is first, if you face some challenge and unequal treatment, please don't be frustrated and don't, don't try to blame yourself. I think it's really important that... Um, a human being have the five thousand years history, and women have the voting right only for the last, uh, the past one hundred years. So, 
five thousand years compared with one hundred years, you're definitely what you do is facing a lot of challenges. So I will say that 辛苦是正常的，平顺是异常的。<laughs> it's normal for hard work.、Mm-hmm. It's actually abnormal for everything to go smoothly. Yeah. yeah. So you will challenge. You will cherish every、uh, help,、uh-huh. and、uh, you will use 平常心 and you will face it with very calm. And、uh, you have the courage overcome that when you face the frustration and difficulty. I think the attitude will change all the things. So、This one, is that courage and love thing you talked about. Yeah, that's what I say. So love and courage in daily life is really, really important if you really want to do something in such a tough time. So of course you will face some um, um, unreasonable requirement. For example, being a woman, sometimes you have to meet the expectation for society ask, or people will always treat you as the caretaker. I still remember that、um, when I had my baby, and I insist breastfeeding for six months because many people told me, as a mom, for the best of you,、uh, the kids' interest, you have to do the breastfeeding. But it's really hard for a professor. You have to wake up in the midnight, and and my baby actually come to her、uh, a nanny, and it takes two hours driving from my home. I I ask my auntie to take care of my baby after um he was three months, and because she was a good caretaker, and I'm not so good at that, so I have to breast uh I have to trying to have the mother milk and frozen that and come to see my baby every weekend. I insisted doing this for six months, and and it's so um. So hard and so tired and so exhausted until one day my aunt released me. Do you know what she say? She say, "Carol, have you ever drink the mother milk by yourself?" I say, "No," and she say, "Do you know that frozen milk is not taste so good? Would you <laughs> like to try a sip?" <laughs> and I try, and it's really not good. So I finally release myself. I don't need to be perfection. Why? Why I ask myself? Because I always、um, require too much on ourselves. We read so many books, and we have the Saint Holy Mother image in our brain, and we want to do the best for the kids. But actually, it's unnecessary. So first, release some burden, and you are good enough. Don't blame yourself, and. When you face the frustration, be brave, and when you face the criticize,、um, use love to give them feedback. And I think that's what we could do. And of course, I know you were depressed. And when you feel depressed, think of our last generation, our mom, our grandma. They have very limited options and choices compared with us. So we have good education, we have degree, we have knowledge, and we have power, and、um, and we can change the world. So think positively, and and I like the uh, Eleanor, 那个叫罗斯福总统夫人 Eleanor Eleanor、uh, Roosevelt,、uh-huh. right? She she has a very famous quote, and my as my favorite, she said, "Um, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent,、wow. which is good." Yeah, and I I like Oprah's quote too. He says, "Think like a queen. You are not princess. You are queen. 
So uh, mm. don't be afraid of uh, failure. Failure is the step step stone for the greatness.、Uh-huh. I like those quote. And when you feel frustrated, read some quote and find some role model your own life, and think of what you have. Don't always look at the the thing you lost, and and. Yeah, I think love and courage would be the hope for the inequality crisis. And 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 if if we are not able to break the glass ceiling, at least we can make some cracks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um. Because I have been thinking about how to recruit more girls、mm-hmm. to join girls in tech, and then you mentioned that、um, women in the last or previous generations didn't have knowledge,、no. and they didn't have power, and、mm-hmm. of course they didn't have、uh, their entitled assets. So I think that's a good way for me to tell other women who don't think that they need to be engaged in tech, because、mm-hmm. right now、uh, tech or coding is the new literacy, and if you are illiterate, you will lose your power, you'll lose knowledge, and you'll lose your entitled assets. Yeah,、uh-huh. I agree.、Uh-huh. I just need to find a more relatable way to tell more people that.、Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually a very.、Um, Um, legal field person.、Uh-huh. Before I join into、uh, Technology Law Institute, I have no idea about the technology business.、Uh-huh. But、uh, since National Jiaotong University is next to the Science Park, yeah. So for the past sixteen years, I actually learned a lot about uh, of this business. And one of my、uh, special field is about trade secret protection. Right. Because I think、uh, the trade secret is the core issue right now. When every country trying to、uh, pursue the technology supremacy,、uh-huh. so for Taiwan, if we、uh, protect our trade secret well,、uh, which we maintain the most powerful weapon to our country. Oh wow! Yeah. So so that's can you tell I, us more about that? Yeah, because、um, you know that trade war in the U.S. and and China. China Actually, focus on the IP protection too. Right. And for the IP protection, trade secret protection is 重中之重 is the crucial issue. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I think that's why I sometimes being invited to the、uh, science park to give a talk about the es-、um, economic espionage act, which was enacted in 1996 in the U.S. What was that? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that means、uh, some people some. In the traditional way for the espionage, meaning the military、yeah. or some foreign affairs, but now the new espion,、uh, espionage is trying to steal your trade secret.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, because technology is national security. Right. So、um, that brings us to a good point.、Uh, a question we drafted.、Um, we. Don't think that justice or law systems can work or survive、mm-hmm. without democracy.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, China has laws. <laughs> China also has IP protection laws,、yeah. and something like that. But in a communist regime, I just don't believe it. Right, you are right. Yeah,、Agreed. yeah. So,、uh, can you tell us more? Because law about in- the value of democracy and how it protects. Technology and IP and、um, trade. I would say that law in some authoritarian country, like China, 
and uh, Taiwan in White Terror area. Uh, White Terror era. Oh, Actually, we may need to tell the global audience what that means. Yeah, white terror meaning uh in Taiwan we've suffered in authoritarian era for about forty years, is in martial law period. So all human right and constitutional foundational uh fundamental right were frozen at that time. Uh, Taiwan treat itself as a wartime against the China's invasion. So they think since we're in wartime, so everything should be treated differently, not in the constitutional, like in the um um. So Taiwan more, was not a democracy. No, at that time. At that uh-huh. time, so many tragedy happened. I don't think Taiwan's people would like to go back again. No, no, definitely we're not. definitely not. Yeah. So at that time, we have law too, but law was treated as the uh, weapon to control the authoritarian regime. And it's just to protect the regime, yeah. So and it's control just like, people's thoughts. That's right. So that's just we saw in China what happened right now. So it doesn't mean that you were not allowed to uh, develop your economy. Actually, Taiwan's economy kept growth at that time, but democracy and human rights are all like a disaster. Um, so there's many many people sacrifice and um, many our last generation struggling and trying to fight for us. Uh, so then Taiwan could be a democratic country after the government finally left the martial law. Wow. It's really really a tough time, and we're so lucky that we live now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so、uh, agree with you that、uh, of course democracy is the、uh, crucial value. And I think Taiwan is a very good model for the great、uh, Chinese societies that Chinese people can do that, or Taiwanese people could do that. Yeah, I think it's really important for.、Um, I think it's really important to have your development, including business development and technology development, protected.、Mm-hmm. And the only way to make sure that it's protected by laws is through democracy. Otherwise, the government, the authoritarian government, can always overwrite the system. Yeah, but in the past, the war,、uh, the, the the type of the war is the like military, but the new type of the war would be like information, finance,、uh, fake news, yeah, or like um, um, trade secret. Uh huh. So it's a very new type. So for Taiwan, if we want to defend our democracy. We need to think comprehensively, and we have to um, um, restraining, restrain, uh huh, 强化 reinforce, yeah, our current legal system because it's not good enough, not strong enough. Yeah. Could you give some examples of where you feel it's not strong enough? Yeah, for example, um, our trade secret rule right right now they own um they will say that if. The one, the perpetrator, they steal the trade secret and they didn't plan to use it、uh, overseas, and then it's allowed two party being settled.、Mm. So, so the government, if two parties settle, then the government and prosecutors think, oh my god, it's involved in national security. I want to keep prosecutor the、uh, prosecutor these cases. They cannot do that because the victim has already withdrawn the complaint. Yeah, something like that. Because we never thought, we never treated the law as the national security level. We only treated it as the some property issue, intellectual property issue. So they allow them to settle the case. Actually, it's not. It shouldn't be settled.、Yeah. What is the case in the United States? 
Yeah, yes. Of, uh, so that's I just like what I mentioned. Uh -huh. According to the 1999, the Econo economic trade uh, economic espionage act. That's the national security issue. Mm -hmm. So the prosecutor embraced a huge power to uh, deal with the case. So sometimes they will use the whistleblower protection and the immunity system to exchange the good information, useful information, and force uh, they will uh, report who is the real uh, dominator uh -huh. behind the whole crime. Okay. So they can track to the real perpetrator. Uh -huh. What's the connection between this and equality? Equality? Yeah. Yeah, because if uh, you can see if Taiwan now we being still all the important technology trade secret, and how come we can defend our democracy? No, I don't think because Taiwan's democracy and Taiwan's national security will face a big threat. And and you can see the we when we see two country we compete fairly, so we have the uh, fair competition act. But actually, they they didn't compete fairly. It's very unequal. They don't need to um, um, invest in some research and then get all the research outcome by stealing others' result. So it's really unfair and very unequal. And actually, Taiwan's technology business is our government, our taxpayer. We actually. Uh, invest a lot of money and energy to build up the whole system and they can just so easily take all of them by steel and sometimes by investor because they can buy the company yeah yeah so you think just everyday people don't understand enough how important it is yeah. to protect this yeah they think it's a business issue private issue they uh. never thought it is a national security issue and actually influence everyday's life if we big still all the trade secret and all the research outcomes, so all the factory will be closed and people will lose job. So this is like inequality at a country level. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about inequality at a personal, personal level, level, but this is you're, you're going up right. one level and saying there is also massive um, inequality at a at a country level. Right. That's huh. right. Then, well, how does that get resolved? Um. So every. Every country should find your advantage technology. Not whole country focus on semiconductor, right? So some country maybe focus on uh, agricultural, mm -hmm. and some country maybe focus on the travel, and some country maybe focus on maybe um, biotech. So different country have different uh, advantages, and they need to protect their own advantage and research outcome. Can they protect it? Like, what's the yeah? So, like, what's it, the jurisdiction? Like, <laughs> yeah, like U.S. Actually, uh -huh. U.S. has the very comprehensive um, law and legal structure to protect. So they have the like a Export Control Act. So any important technology information, when they export that, and they even have the deem export 视为出口 for example, in university, if a professor saying something sensitive information or uh, core values, uh, technology uh, um, research outcome to the student, it should be reported because um, you don't know your audience if they have some like a, a 职业学生 or yeah. some uh, economic espionage on campus. So you should be very careful to protect the research outcome. So I you cannot can see, comment too much on this because I'm interpreting for Homeland Security. 
<laughs> so, yeah, you can you can see the news. There's a professor in Harvard University, I think, in chemistry、yeah. department, being arrested because he failed to report the labs found come from China. Ah,、uh. yes. So U.S. is very restrictive about that.、Uh. Of course, not a, not every country should could follow U.S.、Uh, model because U.S. U.S. is the po- most powerful country in the world. But at least Taiwan could do something to,、uh, we say, the below. 就是目前法律的缺漏 ，to to fill up the hole, yeah, to to fill up the hole, to to um trying to make our legal system stronger. You know. So of course my background is more in math and technology,、mm-hmm. right? and so you think of law as power.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think of things like encryption and cryptography as the ability to rearrange power.、Mm. So、uh, if if the conversation was about okay, what laws do we want to have, and what technology can we use to rearrange that power such that it's encrypted? And there's no ability to, like, even if they did steal the encrypted stuff, it wouldn't matter. Like, if all of the computers on Earth were chomping for a billion years, you'd still never unencrypt it. And so, anyways, I'm just thinking about this idea of power, and and、um, to to address the issue of power just on the law side, like this goes back to this literacy thing,、mm-hmm. like this. This inequality of the literacy, like I, f- I feel like to to look at to look at enforcing trade secrets without understanding cryptography and how they fit together. I don't know. I mean, is is that conversation like? Are you guys talking about cryptography as well when it comes to trade secrets? I are these separate discussions? Um, actually, trade secret and fair competition and national security is really complicated issue. And in Taiwan, I have to be honest. In the so many years, people never treat this issue as national security level.、Uh, I think maybe for the fair competition level sometimes, but basically they were treated like it's just a business issue. But、wow. that's why I want to、um, reshape people's ideology for the research outcome protection because,、uh, just like what I mentioned, Taiwan we don't have many natural resource. So science, technology, elite,、uh, elite labor power, and and the research outcome is our base. But that's the most viable resource. Yes. In the twenty first century, like,、yes. who cares about oil? <laughs> I mean, who cares about that stuff's going to be run out pretty soon. Yeah. So we need to protect that. Yeah. Wow. Because She was frowning. She was like. Environmentalists care about the oil. <laughs> you know. You know that.、Um, you know China is so huge and is our neighbor. So、we just cannot ignore them, and they would not let us ignore them, right? So、um, maybe one day we really can sit down and talk, but not now. And if you if you let them steal all the things from you, you don't have any bargain power to sit there and say that's talk. So until then, we have to protect our technology supremacy. So、yeah. you have some laws, and. Going back to this concept of this gap between、mm-hmm. the law and the、Invoke. social norms、mm-hmm. for a moment, right?、Yeah. Like, how do you change social norms? Is like, like what do you?、Um, how do you think about that? 
it's really hard to change social norm. And every time when we legal person want to change something, people always think we have some interest for ourselves. So people feel when you make gender awareness as an example. When every time I talk about the ju- feminist jurisprudence, some guys feel um, dislike that or they resist. I have some resistance for that. They feel that they are criticized or blamed, and and they think actually they make efforts to uh, promote the gender equality too. Why we always feel so unsatisfied? So, um, my approach would be use the Li Ta Zhu Yi altruism. Yes. So, um, can you explain that? I will say that when we talk. Gender equality awareness, or we say gender mainstreaming, doesn't mean that we want to benefit ourselves. Actually, want to 共好 meaning everybody would be good, bring the goodness to everyone, um, bring the best interest to everyone. Think of that: you have the sister, you have daughter, you have mother, and you may think you could protect them, but actually you are wrong because even your wing. Is long enough. Sometimes, somewhere, sometime, there is still out of your control. And if the society is not good enough, they'll be suffered. So if we change the unequal status, actually, it's benefit to you too. And use this angle and trying to reduce their defensive feelings, I think things will go smoothly better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have something to say about. The gap. So the way the United States fixed the gap is through Hollywood. So just take a look at, yeah, take a look at who、um, the villains are in most Hollywood movie in the last thirty years, or、um, James Bond in the UK. You'll know that at first it was the Russian people,、mm-hmm. and then German people,、mm-hmm. and then the press. So there was one time when James Bond,、um, f- number one enemy was. A person who owns newspaper,、mm-hmm. and then right now it's the robot and、uh. AI, and China has been neglected、mm-hmm. <laughs> because China funds Hollywood filmmakers. And then I'm not sure if you know this, but、um, Bob Iger from Disney is right now the U.S. ambassador to China. I think thinking about this, interesting. Yeah, I wonder what went on when Disney was making Mulan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like conspiracy, but I am sure that while China was funding Mulan, there was something bigger going on. Anyways,、um, I would say that's part of Da Wai Xuan. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, uh, China was using Mulan to tell the world how great the Chinese culture is. But I think the reason why、um, Hollywood was making these films to tell people that oh we should be aware oh we should beware of Russian people or German people or robots or AI it's a way to close the gaps. And then um, I um, because of my job I interpret for FBI and Homeland Security on espionage cases. I have been aware of. Um, the gravity of the problem. So I didn't know that it's really important for other people to know this. Because for me, I understand that it's all about national security. But I didn't know until today that it's really 
important for average people to also know this, so that we pay more attention to how we use data, how we use technology. Is we don't want to feed the villains, the super villains,、um, what's most important in the next information era.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I think is,、um, being a professor is my lovely job.、Um, I've been lawyer. I've been working the、uh, magazine company, and、uh, um, I've been do a lot of jobs. And I'm now the chairperson in the institute. But I think my favorite job is still being a teacher. Why? Because we can bring the knowledge to people and raise their awareness. And I think this is a very crucial job.、Mm-hmm. So we could bring our、um, idea. And what we think the people should know, and educate them, and not only for the gender awareness, but also for national security awareness, and trying to narrow the gap、uh, between different group, and and make the world more equal. I think we should stop there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the discussion and. Um, I wish we have more time, so we'd like to have you back because、sure. I know you have so many life stories to share with us. And also, we need to go deeper into topics like democracy and education. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so、Love、much,、to. Carol. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's Rocker. Okay, we did it. I'm Carol Lin. I think the hope to inequality lies in love and courage. I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk to Carol. Before I came here,、um, I have been thinking about how to refine the girls in tech narrative for about two weeks, because I was asked why should we encourage girls to become more engaged and more committed to tech and technology development. I still think that many people believe that they can choose not to care about technology and focus on liberal arts or other stuff. So、um, yeah, I I came here looking for an answer. Yeah, I hope that technologists can also understand that they can't choose to ignore law.、Oh. So if we actually had both of these perspectives, we'd be a much better society.、Uh-huh. Like th- there was this moment in the conversation where, at least for me, I had just like this、oh, moment where she said that okay, so you have this law. And、uh-huh. this law is getting more and more equal over time, and probably the law actually has been equal for a long time.、Uh-huh. But the social norms are so strong and so entrenched, and they're thousands of years old. And there's this gap.、Right. We don't actually seem to know how to close the gap.、Uh-huh. Do you have any thoughts there? Right.、Uh, I didn't understand that social norms are not catching up. Well, people usually think that laws are falling behind our development. Yeah. Right, and it turns out that oh, they are innovators and then lawmakers, and the majority of all of us. We just kind of live and die by these social norms. Yeah. And when when I was thinking about this, I was like drawing a picture over、uh-huh. here, and I was writing like, so you have this foundation which is law,、mm-hmm. like the foundation of society is law,、mm-hmm. and the lawyers go work on that,、uh-huh. and then you have these social norms, and then you say, okay, well, what can actually change social norms fast? Right. And it's technology. Like in the U.S., the only reason I think gay rights became, within a decade, something that nobody even cared about anymore. Like this is natural. Of course, they should have rights. 
is because of a very small thing. And this is my own theory. I've heard it from more people. It's not like it's my own unique okay. idea. But Facebook put a sexuality sort of thing in the profile. Oh. Like you could put homosexual. Uh -huh. And then like we had enough connections between people that you knew somebody that was gay. And then now you have to make a decision. Well, do I hate that person? <laughs> like how could I reject that person? Well, uh -huh. they're gay. Okay. Right? And I think that the technology flipped that social norm almost overnight for an entire demographic. And so I was hoping we would talk more about this at some point, but I think technology is actually how you flip these social norms. That makes sense now. So if technology is the tool, the most powerful tool to close the gap, then women cannot afford not to care about technology. Exactly. And then girls need to know more about technology. And then they also need to know how to invent technology. And they have to understand the law because yes. they, they need to know that, hey, the law says I can do this and I'm going to make new technology that does that. And I don't care if you like it or not. Like it's not against the law. Like they, I think we have to understand that there are these powers, law and tech. These, these, are, these are levers of power. I feel this burden suddenly falling on my shoulder. <laughs> like, okay, so Good. now that I know this, how do I tell more people yeah. by making this podcast? <laughs> like we'll get into democracy. We didn't get into it deeply. And I actually sort of didn't want to go into it deeply because I feel like we haven't done enough to talk about the social norms and the law and the gap. Right, right. And then um, when we were talking about the gap and how to close it, somehow in the conversation, it became um, more love-oriented and courage-directed. Um, I am hoping to find out more actionable items yeah, for, so, for all of us. Yeah, so I think love and courage is great, but cryptography is stronger. <laughs> that is your statement. That's there a good go. one. That's a very good one. I need to find mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this, tell us what your statement is. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, see you next time. Okay, next time. This podcast is brought to you by Bitmark and Girls in Tech Taiwan. So Bitmark uh, was founded from the belief that data is the next major asset class. And so what Bitmark does is create tools for individuals to gain control and access over their data and eventually unlock all kinds of new value in that data. Girls in Tech Taiwan is the Taiwan chapter of a global nonprofit focused on the engagement, education, and empowerment of influential women in technology and entrepreneurship.